And we're live. How's it going, guys? It's me, Brendan Matula. Matula. And I'm Thomas Hicks. And a little bit of an awkward upload schedule. Um, Usually we upload every Tuesday and Thursday, but today we're doing Thursday and Friday. Um, Low-key, I'm a fan of it. I'm kind of a fan of it. I mean, it's a nice little switch up. Um, but, you know, we're going to return back to form here. Don't worry. Don't worry. But uh, it actually works out pretty well for you sports fans because, as you guys know, today would be traditionally our Thursday uh, episode, which is sports. All the sports. Brandon covers, uh, does a great job covering a very wide variety of uh, uh, what's going on this weekend in, in the uh, sports world. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let Brandon do his thing because. He's darn good at it, and uh, we've got actually a pretty awesome lineup today as far as sports goes. Um, we've kind of run through it before this, and like I'm, I'm pretty pumped to talk about what we have. So, um, yeah, let's not waste your time. Let's just get right on into it. But uh, as always, you guys, before we get into the episodes, we always start off by saying thank you. Thank you guys so much just for tuning in, being patient with us. Thank you for uh, uh, just giving us the time just to get our stuff done. Um, we know y'all listen. And y'all listen well, but uh, thank you for just not being those type of toxic listeners, you know, who uh, say like, oh, why have they posted? Oh, they're so bad. You know, like we didn't see any negativity and we really appreciate that. So thank you guys so much for being patient with us. But uh, Mm -hmm. without further ado, let's go ahead and get into what we're going to talk about today. We're going to go over opening night, the ramifications from those two big games and talk about like where each of those teams go from here. It's going to be fun. And then a little surprise for y'all. We're going to get a little NHL talk from Tommy. The the NHL season goes uh, parallel with the NBA season and they end around the same time. (laughs) Yeah. So it's also beginning right now. So get ready for it because it's going to be a blast this year. And Tommy's going to run through it for you guys and just give y'all some pointers. Uh, Maybe some, Bookie advice uh, for a lot of the teams, betting on teams and stuff. And then from there, we'll do, do our usual five games of the weekend. So be looking forward to that. And then from there, just a little pop culture. We're going to talk a little bit more extensively in pop culture in this episode than we usually do with uh, uh, how we usually do sports episodes. We're going to talk about you, uh, the Season three uh, Netflix series, so that's going to be fun. Tommy and I both got to watch it, so that's mm-hmm. great stuff. Yeah. And then uh, we'll just go from there, but let's go ahead and get on to it. So let's talk. NBA action. Opening night. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. The games weren't close, but we saw a lot of firepower. Let's go ahead and start with the game that came out first. The Bucks versus the Brooklyn Nets. It ended up being 127 to 104 in favor of the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Giannis looked great. Yeah. Like, let me read you his stats, Tommy, because I know you've been a little. I don't really know your opinion on Giannis, but uh, like I, I've always remembered that you kind of don't like him too much. Maybe we can get into that in a minute, but. Let me read you off his stats. He was 12 of 25, so almost 50%, so like 48%. Mm-hmm. One of four from three-point shooting. 14 rebounds, seven assists. 
and 32 total points. True. That is a great opener. Yeah. And I love that he's shooting three. Like, I know he missed three. It happens. I mean, even his teammate Middleton was 104 as well. Mm-hmm. He scored 20. So he looked good there. But, man, did this Bucks team look to form? They looked – they really looked like they didn't miss a beat. Right. And it was just really cool to watch. And uh, so just from this one game, I know we got 81 more games to worry about. But how do you feel about this Bucks team? Like, what do you make of this performance opening night? And does it change any opinions you had of them? Like, what – how are, how are you feeling? Yeah, it, you know, it actually does change. It's funny that you asked if it had changed my opinion because it did, but on the Bucks, it kind of changed my opinion on the Nets um, to kind of contrast with that because, um, you know, the net, I, I really had the Nets going to the finals and beating the Bucks, um, and it's just the season openers. They're literally the first game of the season, so, like, you know, we can't, we can't, we got to take it with a grain, a grain of salt, but. I think it says honestly more about the Nets than it does about the Bucks because Ooh. if the Nets can't beat the Bucks in the season opener and just dominate them like you know the 2016 Warriors they were dominating their home opener and they were dominating everywhere uh, I, I'm kind of worried about this Nets team so great question I, I think for the Bucks it kind of uh, my opinion it, it's just in the middle like it hasn't changed it hasn't you know nothing nothing crazy I'm, I'm still like okay they're definitely a solid team and if I would be surprised if they didn't make it to the conference finals. But for the Nets, I'm like, shoot, they they might be a little bit lower than a uh, little bit lower than the third seed, you know. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, and I, that was definitely a conclusion I came to. I was just really impressed with this Bucks team, how they were just so fired up. And mm-hmm. yes, of course, it was ring night. But I mean, Giannis said it in his post game interview. It's really tough to come into those games and win. Yeah, we've seen teams lose before on opening night, like the Lakers last year. They lost to the Clippers on opening night after yeah. their championship night, and I know there's no fans there, but still, you lost opening night. Mm-hmm. Can't do that, you know. Yeah, but uh, I really like where this Bucks team is going. I think it's a good change in the NBA, and we saw them win a championship, so they're no joke now. Mm-hmm. And I think people are going to be really surprised at how good they're going to be this season. And this might be an overreaction take off of just one game. But, man, I think the Bucs might be the top seed this year. Yeah. Them and the Heat, because they just took a beating against the Heat. And I think that was more due to uh, spacing because they didn't have Drew Holiday in there because Drew Holiday got hurt in this Nets game. But I think this Bucks team, man, they can go places, and I think they can have a chance to repeat depending who they go against in the West. Yeah, I I agree 100%. Like, man, it's the first, you know, first couple games of the season, man. But, like, I don't know. I feel like it it could be saying a lot. could be a little red flag towards the season. So, great point. Great point. Absolutely. But uh, let's let's just kind of turn it to the Nets now. They lose opening night. It happens. The Lakers, like, let me remind you all, the Lakers lost their opening night against the Clippers. Uh, Not this past year, but – uh, I think two, yeah, two years ago, around this time, they lost their opening night against the Clippers. It was Anthony Davis's first game, and the Lakers would go to win the NBA championship. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still a long season, so these Nets can still pull it together and just get it going. But 
I'm not going to lie. They have a lot to work on. Yeah. And let me just kind of point out a few of the things that bugs me. And you can, Tommy, you can kind of say if it's valid or if it's not valid. But let me go ahead and go through it. Kevin Durant looks great. Kevin, like, Kevin Durant proved me wrong. Like, I know you and I had a conversation about how an Achilles injury, you just never come back 100%. Right. You know, we saw that with Kobe Bryant. We've seen it with other athletes. It's it happens. It's just that type of injury that you don't come back from fully. Mm-hmm. The man, I don't know if it's a hundred because the guy is aging. Because it has been three years since uh, the finals where he got hurt, but right. he's dang near a hundred percent. He looks great, mm-hmm. but him at a hundred percent wasn't even good enough to get his point to get his team 20 points within beating the Bucks or losing to the Bucks, They lost by 23. Yeah. So let me just go through the other issues. So I look at James Harden's numbers. Six of 16, not terrible. Uh, almost thir- in the 30s, I think, percentile-wise shooting. Four of eight three-point shooting, so not bad. He's doing great passing, so he's contributing there, 20 points. But then I look around, man. Blake Griffin... Two of five. Nicholas Claxton, there's a guy that can play. I think that he plays their center. Mm-hmm. And then Joe Harris, all the guy does is just shoot threes. He got nine. Paul Millsap, five minutes, zero points. That guy was supposed to be a huge addition on the bench. Didn't contribute at all. And then LaMarcus Aldridge returning after his season-ending heart issues. One point. One point. He made a free throw. Yeah. Bruce Brown, you made it you had a pretty good playoffs last year. Four minutes, zero points. Patty Mills, he played pretty good. He was seven of seven from three. So he had a career night. So that's why his numbers look like that. But mm-hmm. I don't think you're gonna be seeing that more often from Patty Mills. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the rest are nobodies, as <laughs> that one guy says, I forgot his name. True. But uh I'm not liking this Nets team. Uh, Like, I know they got the big names, kind of like the Lakers. But we'll get to the Lakers later. But at least the Lakers showed up. You know, at least LeBron, AD, Anthony Davis, Rondo, all those guys showed up. Most of these guys didn't show up. James Harden showed up. Kind of. He could have done better. Durant showed up. Let's not throw any shit at Kevin Durant. He was great. But everybody else played terrible. And... To be quite frank, I don't think there's going to be a lot of games where these guys play um, twice as good as they played tonight. That's a pretty bold statement, man. And because I don't, I don't like Blake Griffin at the power forward. I think it's uh, dated. I don't think that it's going to work anymore. It's just you need a four now that can score, like Giannis or Anthony Davis. That's just the way the game is going. And Julius Randle, those are three prime examples of what a scoring four should be. Blake yeah. Griffin plays like a center mm-hmm. today in today's game. Nicholas Claxton is great. I think he's a great piece for the Nets. Joe Harris is good, but gosh, the rest, man. It just doesn't look good. And then the fact that Kyrie Irving can't play. If Kyrie Irving played in this game, man, you wouldn't have the need to play Bembry, whoever that is, Carter. He played 19 minutes. 
mm-hmm. Bruce Brown. So you wouldn't have to play any of those guys, and you can get a combined. I'm looking at. I'm adding it up right now. Eight. You could get up to thirty plus minutes with that, and you could have Kyrie Irving in, True. and he could be getting you 20, 20 to thirty points a game, and he could have made this a game against the Bucks. So this is where we bring up these this topic again of trading. Kyrie Irving's needs to go because the Nets are missing a piece, a big piece. You'd think they'd have enough, but they really don't. And that's just where I stand. And I just think Kyrie is the missing piece to all this. This is why they performed so poorly, even though Kevin Durant had a great opening night. I have nothing else to say. What do you think? Yeah, I I don't think you'll find a single person in this world that would argue that, uh, you know, w- with Kyrie, the Nets would have, maybe, I mean, they could have lost, right, with Kyrie, but, but by a margin that slightly big, you know, it's pretty big in the NBA. Um, no one's going to argue that. You're not going to find anyone that's going to say, no, nah, it was a good thing that the Nets don't have Kyrie, because it's not. The Nets, the Nets need a player like Kyrie. They don't. They don't necessarily need Kyrie, but a player like Kyrie. So you got to trade him. Trade him and get someone that you can play. And I'm still, I'm still saying Kyrie for Wall. I think that makes the most sense. Um, I think it would bring a lot of fun to Houston, and Wall would potentially get that chip that he that is well deserved. And that's a little bit of a bias, but it fits. It fits yeah. because you don't need if you have Wall in the Nets, you have KD and Harden for shooting, and you have Wall for that incredible point guard defense yeah. and passing. It, it fits really well, but. Yeah. uh those are just kind of my quick thoughts. Uh, yeah, I just, they go. need a good point guard, man. They it, in the in today's NBA, as much as I hate saying this, you got to have three big players or the big three. You got to have them. If you have two, it's just you're just not going to win. You know what wouldn't surprise me? Let's let's go through something real quick. So the mandatory vaccine mandate. We're not going to get political here. We tell y'all that we're not, but we're just stating facts. The mandatory vaccine mandate is in California and the state of New York only. Those are only two states that are requiring it, Mm -hmm. which is why Kyrie is having this issue. Because no, like Jonathan Isaac, Jonathan Isaac hasn't gotten the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And there's no problem with that because Florida doesn't have that issue, you know? So... Man, what about Portland? What if Kyrie got traded to Portland? For Dame? For Dame. Oh, okay. I I couldn't see Dame leaving Portland uh, without giving them his all because that's what he said day in and day out. And loyalty has been pretty rare in the NBA, but you have loyal players, Bradley Bill, Damian Lillard. Um, there is loyalty in the NBA, so I think that'd be epic. You know, one thing that I'm actually thinking, and I don't know how much sense it would make because I'm just not sure how well this would fit. Although it wouldn't be a horrible, you know, test run, is uh, Ben Simmons for Kyrie. They've been looking yeah. to move Ben Simmons. They've been looking to move Kyrie. Hey, should we just do a little swap? See what happens. Like, yeah. What do you think about that, Brandon? I think I think it would be a good fit for the Nets because the one place where the Nets hurt is defense. Okay. That's the one space where they hurt. That's where they need help with. And Ben Simmons can definitely help with that. I know we can say a lot of negative things about Ben Simmons, but come on. 
the guy can play defense. He is not lazy on the defensive side. He might not be the offensive player that he needs to be to be great as great as all his uh, fans want him to be. But it's his defense. That I mean, he was first team all defense this year, and he was runner up for defensive player of the year. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Like I know you can say a lot of negative things about him, but come on. Like this is NBA experts and media people who vote on these things every year and they decided that this guy was the second best defensive player last year. You know? Yeah, that's true. Two so points. I got I gotta give it to him. Like I think he's still got a lot of great basketball left. He could definitely fix his shot. That's like one of the easier things to fix. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just something you gotta sit in the gym with. It's not like it's for footwork. You know, like if you're Joel Embiid trying to work on your footwork with ball handling and everything, that's hard. That's yeah, harder than learning a shot. You know, so um, yeah, I would love to see that. But uh, let's go ahead and transition to the other game, opening night: the Lakers versus the Warriors. So the Warriors ended up coming up on top, one twenty-one, one fourteen. And I know a lot of Lakers fans are really quick to start panicking and as somebody who's technically a Laker fan a LeBron fan I don't think there's anything to worry about and here's why and you might disagree and I'd love to hear your rebuttal but Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything to worry because man look at LeBron year 19 and he comes out with 34 points, 5 assists, and 11 rebounds. Off of 5 of 11 of shooting from the three-point line. He looked, I know that sounds, like his three-pointing doesn't sound that great. I mean, in the 40s. But, dude, his shot looked great. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who's watched him since the late 2000s, or the early 2010s, I've never seen his three-point shot look better. Like, it looked incredible in this game. And then Anthony Davis looked great, too. He had 33 points, 11 rebounds. I really liked his presence. He doesn't look like he's playing hurt anymore. And I love it. I love it. But the issue of the matter is Russell Westbrook. That's the issue of the matter. That's the only thing they need to fix. And they just need to figure out. I mean, they got a whole season to do it. For me, their deadline for the Lake, how to incorporate Russell Westbrook into their offense, the due date is Christmas. They need to figure it out by Christmas Day. Because mm-hmm. that's that's just the point in the season where things start heating up. Yeah. You know? And I think Russ defensively can be really great. But offensively, he needs to find his place. And he needs to... Like, as he talked about with LeBron and Davis before this trade even happened, he needs to play unselfish basketball. And I know he's unselfish, like he's a great teammate, but the way he's been playing over the years, it's not going to work here in Los Angeles. So he needs to figure it out. And he needs to just be okay with dropping 16 to 20 points a game while letting LeBron and Davis getting the big offensive work done, you know? 
Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah, and then besides that, I I loved Mello. Mello looked great off the bench. Played twenty six minutes, nine points, two assists, four rebounds. Played great. Okay. That's yeah. that's that that is good numbers. If he keeps that up the whole season, that is great numbers for a bench player. Yeah. And then Rondo looked all right. Shooting could have been better. And then uh, also you got to remember, Lakers are missing a few guys. They're missing Taylor Horton Tucker, <laughs> great young presence in there, and uh, Kendrick Nunn, who they picked up during the offseason. The guys who's been known to drop 13 points a game off the bench. So yeah. uh, they were missing him too. So they were missing a little bit of scoring. Mm-hmm. And definitely another um, concern for the Lakers is shooting. Because literally, I'm looking at the numbers right now. LeBron was literally the best three-point shooter. LeBron. As much as I love LeBron, LeBron can't be your best three-point shooter. I'm sorry. It just Ooh. can't be that way. Okay. You need better. You need better. LeBron is not a three-point shooter. That's just not what he is. He's a facilitator. He's just a different animal. He can shoot, but that's not what he's – that's not what the Lakers are signing him for, you know? Right. So that's all I got to say about the Lakers. But let's move on to the Warriors. Let's talk about this for a minute. Warriors won this by seven, so pretty convincingly. And Curry, and I say only because we've definitely seen him do crazier stuff. Curry only had 21 points. Mm -hmm. He shot five of 21 and was two of eight from three-point line. And the, and the Warriors still won. And they still don't have Clay, uh, Clay Thompson. They don't have Kuminga in there. He didn't Wiseman. play. And they don't have that other rookie, that Moses Moody. They didn't, he didn't play either. They're both injured. And then James Wiseman didn't play either. Mm-hmm. So the Warriors were missing people. But, man, I got to give it to Steve Kerr. It looks like the Warriors are back. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. It's not because, look, all the flashiness, Steph Curry playing BP basketball, that's not what it is. They're playing team basketball again. Because last year, that uh, that stretch of games that the Warriors won consistently, I think they won 15 in a row or something. Yeah. That was hero ball. That was all Steph Curry going nuts. And he was being considered for MVP because that's what the Warriors needed. They needed somebody to just lift them, you know, and bring them into the playoffs or in position to make it to the playoffs, you know? Yeah. yeah. But now they look like they're playing as a team. And let me tell you, it's it looks dangerous. It looks dangerous. Like that last uh, – that last possession or one of the last possessions where Curry drove in, kicked it out, Poole got it. Passed it to Green, and then Green kicked it out to Wiggins. I know it just sounds like a bunch of passing, but, man, it was beautiful to watch. As much as I am a Warriors hater, they they play, they are going to play great basketball this season. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be a top-four seed, especially if they get Clay back to tip-top shape. Who has a chip on his shoulder, by the way? Because he was not included in the NBA 75 best players. That the NBA decided like they did a top seventy five. Yeah. They didn't rank him, but like they <coughs> said, he's in the top seventy five. Yeah. 
But man, whew. Warriors look great. And the Lakers do too. Do not let this game fool you. Both of these teams will probably be close or if not in the Western Conference Finals. That's just what's happening. And I'm excited for it. Tommy, I know I just went on a spiel. What do you what do you make of this? Yeah, um man, a lot a lot that went into this. Um because I was thinking about because I know you're gonna ask me, so a lot has been going into my thoughts. Um but honestly I, I you're right. You know you're right and, and, and you and this is you know someone screen record this because this is one of the only times you'll hear me say this, but you know, the problem's not LeBron this time around. The problem is not LeBron James. The problem, you're right, is Russell Westbrook. But it's not – It's it, he. It, while he may be the problem, it's still not his fault, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and it makes me sad because Russell Westbrook, you know, the triple-double king, someone who's going to go down in NBA history books for what he's done for the game of basketball – I just, I think, and I don't think he's winning a chip. I don't think he's going to win a chip. I, I think he's just kind of going to have that story of being that uh, player that never could. Not because he was, you know, he didn't have the talent, uh, but just because we couldn't find the right fit for him. I honestly think he should have stayed in OKC and then just rebuild around him. But uh, I understand, like, the move to the Rockets was successful, you know. But, yeah, they made it. They, I mean, they made it to the conference semifinals, and they lost yeah. to the NBA champion. You know, so yeah, yeah. I mean, why didn't they just give that more time? But you know, all in all, like once again, hate to say it, I think Russell Westbrook is just that player that is just not. He's just going to be that lost cause in the NBA. Yeah. So that being said, what do the Warriors do? Or sorry, what do the Lakers do? Now, this is this might be you know put up for the NBA season. The most important NBA player right now is Rajon Rondo. Because you know Russell Westbrook can go to town, but if he doesn't, you got to be that guy, Rajon. You got to be the guy. And can you be that guy? You know, when I was getting into basketball when I was younger, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade, uh, I was a huge Rondo guy. He was on the Celtics. uh, Huge Rondo guy. And I think he, he was on the Celtics, and I think he got traded to the Mavs around that time. Um, unimportant, but what's important is that I'm a, I'm a Rondo guy. I like Rondo. He's a cool guy. He's a fun, like he's fun to watch and he knows the game of basketball passionate, really well. Very passionate, very passionate, high basketball IQ. Um, but Rondo, are you going to be that guy when Russell Westbrook can't step up? And that is, he's the most important player in the NBA. Not most, he's the most, for lack of a better term, to look for player in the NBA. You got to look for Rajon Rondo. Is he in or is he out? Can he do it or can he not? So those are my thoughts. You know, I'm a Warriors fan. I love Steph. It's funny because Steph said he played like trash, and he did, but Steph's trash is another man's season high or career high. So, like, it's kind of funny what we define as trash. Um, But I was just enamored. I was just enamored by the team play. They just looked very unison. Like, they had been playing with each other for years. Which is how – go ahead. Kind of like that 2015 Warriors team. I'm not exactly gonna, like that. The team that broke the ice, right? And w- when it won a championship. Yep. 
Yeah, I I was just gonna say that, Brandon. They're looking like, you know, they're looking like the Golden State Warriors. That's what they do. They pass the ball around. They look excellent. They have great chemistry. Really excited to see what happens when you get Clay and Wiseman out there. Um, love those guys. So yeah, I I think the Warriors are gonna be just fine. It, the Warriors will be fine. I'm not worried about the Warriors, and I'm not worried about the Lakers because LeBron, he's holding it down. But uh, yeah, a lot of what ifs on the yeah. Lakers. And what I got it. And I know you, you're not a big LeBron fan, but you got to give the guy credit, like, in this area. Like, uh, like at the end of the game, the media was just trying to – kind of tearing apart Russell Westbrook. They were like, hey, LeBron, uh, Russell Westbrook's numbers were terrible. He had eight points, shot like this, blah, blah, blah. How do you respond? And LeBron's going to – LeBron came out and said, hey, look. I went up to him and said, hey, dude, you're so hard on yourself. There's plenty of time to get this right. And – Hold your head high. You're a great basketball player. You know, and I know that's, like, easy to say and everything, but, like, that's what a leader does, you know? And I know we say a lot of negative things about Russ Westbrook and everything, but I think LeBron might crack the code with Westbrook. He's going to figure it out. And, like, we've seen LeBron stack talent before. You know, we saw him do it with Derrick Rose, Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade. Those guys, this Lakers group is different. Right. It's different. You got a Mello who is championship hungry, you know? Uh-huh. He's not really even considering retirement right now. He wants to get a chip with his buddy. He wants to retire like that. And then Russ, he wants a ring. He is hungry. He wants a ring so bad. And LeBron wants to grow his career and he sees that and he sees that it, the the way he's going to do it he's got to make his team one he's they got to do it together it can't just be lebron it can't just be lebron and davis it's got to be the team and i think the team around him is good i just think they need a little bit more shooting and i think they can definitely get that down the road like they could trade some guys to get some shooters not not a hard thing to do shooters are not um, very expensive these days. So they can definitely make some trades if they need to, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. So, uh, so uh, let's go ahead and close this off with uh, the NBA. Uh, very content with this. We talked a whole 30 minutes on it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, next up, we got a quick segment from Tommy for hockey. NHL season's coming up and then we're going to get into some uh, picks for the weekend very quickly. So uh, Tommy, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, guys. Um, I'm your NHL guy and I'm very, very happy to be doing so. Um, I it was kind of overnight for me with the NHL. Like I always had the NHL in the back of my head growing up. I was like, Oh yeah, it's cool. It's cool. But then um, I've, you, my, uh, I took a gap year between uh, high school and college. So, which if you're unfamiliar with the, what that means, it means um, you don't you don't go to your first year of college. You just take a gap year, kind of work, work on yourself mentally, maybe even physically, like work out, um, and just kind of you know just you take a gap year to work on things, and then and then you go back to college. So, during my gap year, I really you know not to be dramatic, but I did find myself. I found 
found found more about myself. Quarantine helped a lot because we were still technically kind of in quarantine during the gap year. Uh, it was the 2020-2021 school year for anyone wondering. Um, and while I was, you know, figuring out new things and figuring out what I like and what I don't like and just doing, you know, what makes me happy and trying to be successful and a smart, you know, man and just, be, you know, turn to that young man, I, I found hockey. And I was like, whoa, like, I this has been missing from my life for a long time. Like, this is freaking sweet. So um, I got into hockey last year and I was honestly really into it. I got really, uh, my team is the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I have some ties with Vegas um, and I've been there a few times and I, I love Vegas and I have family that lives pretty close to Vegas, not far, a couple, you know, just an hour or two from Vegas. So uh, yeah, I'm a Vegas Golden Knights guy. I would be, a, you know, a Houston guy or a Dallas star guy, but Vegas Golden Knights, uh, I was like, yeah, I like them. And then come to find out that they're one of the best teams in the NHL. So I guess I got kind of lucky with my picks. I didn't just pick the best team. I was like, oh, shoot. Uh, that's kind of a plus, you know, that's, I'm like, that's my team and, oh yeah, they're pretty good and they're not the best, but they're, they're top three, top three. But, um, yeah, that's just a short story. Um, so yeah, NHL, it, it's watch. If you haven't watched an NHL game, uh, give it a shot. I, 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 this is a challenge. This is a hot this week challenge. Give it a shot. Watch an NHL, NHL game. See if it speaks to you. If it doesn't, re- totally respectable. If it does, you know, let us know. I- I'm curious to see because uh, I feel like NHL is also one of those sports where you kind of get into it in college or more so. You don't have to be in college, but the college years. So, like, between 18 and 25 is when you kind of know if you're going to be into hockey or not. And either or is perfectly fine. And, you know, I just happen to be one of those guys. So, you, you know, NHL. We cover sports here in hot this week. What what should you expect the NHL this season? Let's let's hype you up. Why should you watch the NHL? It's gonna be a fun season. It's gonna be a fun season. Um, and so I was thinking about how to make this fun for you guys because, um, even if you're kind of on the fence about hockey, like I don't want to be the reason that you do, you know, that you don't. I want to be the reason that you do end up watching hockey. So how can I make this fun and get you involved? Well, I've decided to do this. I've decided to give you five teams, uh, about five teams. Um, so we've got championship contenders, Stanley Cup championship contenders. We've got for sure playoff teams. We've got eh, teams or iffy teams like eh, they might make a playoff run. They might just, you know, absolutely bomb. Who knows? We've got teams that are rebuilding right now, teams that need a rebuild and that are currently rebuilding. Um, still probably won't make the playoffs because you know, they're rebuilding, but not horrible. And then uh, we've just got I, – I just put F, like the F tier. I just put, like, F teams. Like, teams that uh, not – they don't need a rebuild. They just need a whole reset. Okay. <clears throat> so let's go through the rankings here. Kind of give you guys a couple teams to look for. So that way if you do end up watching NHL, you're like, oh, yeah, I was listening to Hot This Week and Tommy talked about this. So I'm kind of, you know, kind of in the know. Uh, so as far as F teams, so we'll work our way up as far as, you know, teams that just get that F grade in, in this, this is very obvious and it did not take long for me to find this out. And you ask anybody who's a diehard HL fan, NHL fan, they'll tell you the same. It's the, uh, Buffalo Sabres. Um, you know, a lot, they have, they don't have hardly anyone worthwhile. 
on that team. They're not a good team. They really struggle on the defensive side. Uh, I would argue that they struggle on offense maybe even more. Um, so the Buffalo Sabres, like, sad to say it, but, yeah, that's your F team right there. So if you're watching someone play the Sabres, bet against the other team. Uh, rebuilding teams that are in the rebuild, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're working their way up, maybe, maybe up or down. Who knows? I've actually got a couple here. So I got the Anaheim ducks. I like the Anaheim ducks. They're a fun team to watch. Um, they try, they try in games. They, 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 they miss the mark a lot, but they try. You've also got the, the Detroit red wings. You know, there's, there's been some quality wins from the Detroit red wings in the past couple of years, but, um, they're still in the rebuild. They're still not there yet. Same with the New Jersey devils. Um, New Jersey Devils aren't there yet. Um, but they have some quality players on that team, a very good offense. And then the San Jose Sharks. Love the San Jose Sharks. Uh, really fun team to watch because you just never – they're like a firecracker. You, know, you just never know what to expect. If you like the match, you might get a tiny boom. You might get a huge boom that wakes up the neighbors. Like, who knows? So I'm, I'm a big fan of the San Jose Sharks. Um, now for iffy teams, like, eh, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Only time will tell. Um, the best example of this is the Canadian, uh, the Montreal Canadiens. So the Montreal Canadiens, if nobody, if you guys uh, aren't aware of this, they went to the 2021 Stanley Cup Finals against the Tampa, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they ended up losing. Um, but they, you know, a lot of people called it, you know, just a gimmick, just a fluke that the Canadians just had a good playoff run. I don't necessarily disagree, but I do think that um, they have a lot to prove. And that there's a lot of pressure on them. So they're kind of an iffy team right now. They might go far. They might not go far. Keep an eye on those Montreal Canadiens. Um, same with the Minnesota Wild. I've seen the Minnesota Wild be very dominant. But also the Minnesota Wild have had some pretty uh, embarrassing losing streaks in the past couple of years. So Minnesota Wild, keep an eye on them. They've got some solid players, a really good net, really good goalie. Um, just keep an eye on them. And then this is notable too. And, and I don't think they belong in this category. Um but I did just want to shout out the Seattle Kraken. It's their first year this year in the NHL. They're, they're a brand-new team, the Seattle Kraken. And they're okay for being a brand-new team. Usually brand-new teams are suck for the first, what, five years maybe. Now, there's an inter- it's interesting because in 2018, the, the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals their first year, which is extremely unheard of. I think there's only one other team in sports history that has done that. So, yeah, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Seattle Kraken, they're not going to do that, <laughs> but uh, still, they're excited. Okay, okay, I, I can get with it. I can get with it. They're trying here. They're trying. They see what works. Seattle Kraken. So now we got playoff teams. Who's for sure making the playoffs? Um, first and foremost, it's tough because I, I want to give you guys like one for sure team. There's a lot of good ones though, but I think I got to got to go with the Florida Panthers because people say it's a fluke, and I think that's going to piss off. Florida Panther, uh, the Florida Panther team. Also, uh, they were, I mean, if you, if you watch the NHL and you saw last season, the Florida Panthers were killing it. The Florida Panthers had some crazy, crazy wins. A lot of good last minute wins too. So Florida Panthers will for sure be making the playoffs. Same with the Dallas Stars. You know, don't sleep on the Dallas Stars. That's technically my home team because I'm here in Houston uh, and it's for sure Brandon's home team. And uh, yep. you'll catch, you'll catch us at a game here pretty soon. And that'll be pretty exciting. Um, but the Dallas Stars, they're making the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win it, but they're a solid team. You know, they've got, they've got a really good defense. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what the Stars do. It, they could go on a crazy playoff run to the to the Stanley Cup. 
Um, like back in 2019, I believe they almost went to the Stanley Cup. They were one game away. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, fun team. We're gonna be looking for them. Carolina Hurricanes. I'm kind of on the fence about if they're gonna be a definite playoff, uh, a, do- a do- playoff dominant team. Uh, Boston Bruins will for sure be in the playoffs. Make sure you uh, keep an eye on the Boston Bruins. Um, that's about new new uh, New York Islanders will for sure be um, making the playoffs. The new the New York Islanders, I bet against them every single time, and they always win. So I'm kind of learning from my mistakes here. They're a solid team. Go Islanders, and Washington Capitals are solid as well. So. A couple teams to look for that will for sure be making the playoffs. But who's going to be winning the Cup? That's what we want to know. Who's going to be winning the Stanley Cup Finals? <sighs> it's tough. A lot of people, for some reason, people still think that the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup Final. And I just disagree. Um, I, I think if you're talking about a fluke team, I don't think the Maple Leafs are a fluke. But I think they just get to that point where it's like, okay, their final's ready. And then they just flop. Like they, like they, Kind of like the Denver Nuggets. It's like, oh, shoot, they're going to be going to the finals. They're going to win. And then they kind of just – something doesn't click. Um, now, an interesting team that a lot of people think are going to make it this year is the Colorado Avalanche. I don't disagree necessarily, but I think time will have to tell. I, I can't – couldn't give you a definite answer because I'm still not 100% in it. Luckily for me, I think the Vegas Golden Knights, and this may be a bias here, I think they're Stanley Cup contenders for sure. They're just so dominant. Um, you know, Mark Stone being out is going to kick us in the butt as well as Max, but here's the thing. The Vegas Golden Knights, they're, for being such a new team, they're so mature, and they once again, they made it to the finals in their first year. Um, so they have final, that finals experience right off the bat. Very solid, very solid, very strong team. So they'll for sure be at least in the conference finals. And then, guys, the Tampa Bay Lightning is like the freaking New England Patriots or the Houston Astros of the NHL. Like, they're just good. They're just so good. Like, ugh. The, the Tampa Bay Lightning, if you want to get into the HO and you want to root for a team that's going to make you happy and win and make you, you know, give you a lot of wins, got to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're just so dominant. They're so solid. They really do remind me of the Astros and the Patriots. I, great team. Great team. Right. Now, a team I didn't mention that I wanted to mention before I get to this final segment because I, I was thinking about what to tell you guys. A team I didn't mention was the Calgary Flames because wow. I, that's, and this is my, you know, However long Brandon and I do this, I'm going to have uh, a dark horse of the season. And the Calgary Flames, that's my dark horse of the NHL season. And that's in, that's in Canada, Calgary. And the Calgary Flames, guys, they move the puck like no other team. Seriously. It's like Brandon and I, were like we were talking about with the Warriors just moving the ball. The Calgary Flames do that with the puck. They just move it and they move it with a purpose. Really liking what I'm seeing from the Flames. A lot of people are kind of iffy on them. I would love to see them go deep. Um, love to see them in person as well. It's just the kind of team you want to watch in person. So, Calgary Flames. Okay. So, real quickly, wanted to wrap things up because I didn't want to take too much of the time. Um, and I know we're running a little bit short. Um, I have five players for you guys to compare to players in either the NBA or the NHL. Or, sorry, excuse me, the NFL. Um so I'll try to get you guys involved, trying to get you guys to learn some names. So I'm going to make this really brief, but uh, I'm going to compare them. I'm going to give you an NHL player and kind of compare them to someone that you hopefully for sure know. Um, just get you guys, you know, familiar. So number five, um, I've got Jasado, uh, Leon, Dr- 
Dreisaitl. Kind of a hard last name to pronounce. I know it's German. Um, and I and I compared him to Jimmy Butler because he's been in the league for quite some time now, you know, almost 10 years, um, just a couple years shy of 10 years. And are his prime seasons past him? If you just go based off stats, yes, but we aren't for sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I've got him number five, though. And the, the, all these players I'm about to mention, everyone's got them in some variation in the top five. But, you know, I'd compare to Jimmy Butler. Now, Sidney Crosby was tough because I compare him to LeBron in terms of win, wins because he only has – Sidney Crosby is arguably, like, the player of our generation. And he, he's so dominant. He's so good. He only has three Stanley Cup wins. LeBron only had three rings. But in terms of how solid he is day in and day out and just every season, um, he just doesn't get worse with time. I compared him to Tom Brady because I may not like Tom Brady or LeBron James, but I can understand their importance in sports. Third, I've got uh, Nathan excuse me, Nathan McCacken. So uh, Nathan, Nathan Mackinnon, excuse me. I've compared him to Dak Prescott because he has potential to be one of the GOATs, but he's got to prove himself. And Dak... Dak still got to prove himself. He's got to win that chip. He's got to take his team to the Super Bowl, and it, you know that's hard to do because because rings aren't everything. But I mean, could you imagine if Dak Prescott had a ring? That's how I feel about Nathan McCannon. Um, second, who I think is probably, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue against McDavid. But like second, I've got Austin Matthews, and I compare him to Luka Doncic. He's young, wow. but he's, I mean, that he is so good. He's young, but he is arguably the best player player in the league. Um, so yeah, Austin Matthews. He's on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Cool guy too. If you follow his Instagram, he's definitely got a cool aesthetic. Um, he's the Luca. He's the Luca of the NHL. Just a young buck who's oh, man. He's so good. And then number one, obviously, I got McDavid. Um, and McDavid, I'm comparing to Patrick Mahomes. Kind of young, you know. He's got some experience though. He's got a lot more experience than Luca. Um, and he's just so solid for how young he is. Like he's got a, I think four 100 point seasons now. That's just absolutely insane. So McDavid, I got number one. Same with Mahomes. Like if you look at Mahomes, stats line up. So uh, that's it for the NHL. Um, I appreciate it, you guys. Try to make it short. So apologize if I went a little bit over. But yeah, I'm really pumped oh, for the season. I hope you guys end up watching it. And uh, yeah, that's that's it for the NHL. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Thank you so much, Tommy. That was awesome. And that's awesome for someone like me. I'm not a big NHL guy, I'll be honest. Mm. But uh, you definitely sold me on it. I'll definitely be watching games and we'll be watching games when you come up here. Yeah. So uh, good stuff, good stuff. So uh, we're going to go ahead and do our five games to watch this weekend. And then we're going to do a little bit of pop culture and they're going to wrap things up. So let's go ahead and get into the five games. We're going to go ahead and do one college football game. Two NFL games and one, uh, yeah, two NFL games and two NBA games. So, yeah. So, let's go ahead and see what the game to watch this week for college football. I did, I did this numeration like this because, uh, uh, there's not, there's not any ranked head to head matchups in college football this weekend, which is pretty crazy. You'd think there'd be some, but there isn't. But, Let's go ahead and just go ahead and go through the one game we'll be talking about, and it's Oklahoma State, a favorite of one of our speakers here at Hot This Week, (laughs) and Iowa State. This is an unranked matchup, but keep in mind, 
Iowa State has only lost to two teams. Iowa, who's currently in the top 10, and Baylor, who's also in the top 25. So, mm. Iowa's a good team. They've just <clears throat> lost to really good teams. And they host Oklahoma State this time around. So, be looking for this game to be great. Won't be a surprise if there's an upset. And then, from there, we got two NBA games to watch in the week ahead. So, we'll start from Friday to Tuesday. We're just going to look around here on Sunday. So, let's go ahead. Sorry, getting my list out. We got one game that's going to be interesting to watch, and it's going to be the Trailblazers and the Suns. It's going to be on NBA TV, 9 p.m. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So there's not any ESPN primetime Saturday games yet because college football still has the slot for uh, the primetime. But this game will be on the NBA TV, and I, I think this game is going to be great. A lot of scoring. I mean, Dame is great in the regular season. He's just proven not to be great in the playoffs, deep in the playoffs, I should say. So uh, definitely be looking to watch that. Uh, I think it'll be a high-scoring game. and I think it'll be fun to watch. And then from there, got a pretty fun one on Tuesday night on TNT. It's the Nuggets and the Jazz, who are both undefeated right now. They came out strong in their opening games. Nuggets beat the uh the defending Western Conference champs. So good for the Nuggets and the Jazz. We said it before. It looks like they're going to be great once again. So be watching that. It'll be on Tuesday, the day that we recover our pop culture. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go to the NFL. Lots of great stuff this weekend. Chiefs Titans. That one's going to be a blast. I can't wait to see that one. And then game of the week. I'm calling it. Tommy, you may raise your eyebrow and go, oh, I don't know. But it's going to be the Ravens and the Bengals. The Bengals look legit. Like, I kid you not, they look legit. I mean, they've lost, they, their only two losses are to the Packers and the Bears, who are both pretty respectable teams this year. So. I'm excited to see the, to watch these games, and this is definitely going to be my favorite game to watch this weekend. I have NFL Red Zone, so I'll definitely be watching it closely along with the other games. But uh, let's go ahead and get our picks in for a game. So we'll start with college football. Tommy, Oklahoma State versus Iowa State. Who do you got? Oklahoma State's my team. I got Oklahoma State, and I got them uh, by a moderate – a modest margin. I got him by 14. Um, so I'm going to go Oklahoma State 35, Iowa State uh, 21. Cool. Okay. So winning by 14. I love it. Um, Iowa has a seven point advantage. So do you, what do you do there? And the over under is 47. Ooh. Uh, I take that over. I take that over. Ah, um, oh, man. Okay. Go small in the over if you're going to bet over-under. Bet the over, but go really tiny. Don't waste your pockets. And then Iowa's line, stay far away from that. You know, it, it'll probably hit. Or Iowa State, sorry. It'll probably hit, but I don't know, man. I, I've just – I said at the beginning of the season, man, Oklahoma State's legit, and I would hate to be the guy who bets against them as a, like as legit as, they, <laughs> as they've been. So, yeah. Gotcha. 
Okay, well, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm sorry, I got to go with Iowa State. They're the home team, and I think they've played stronger teams than Oklahoma State has this year. So they're a little bit more battle-tested. And I think that playing at home is going to make a big difference. We've seen this Iowa State come through with big victories before at home, and I expect them to do it here again. So I got – Oklahoma. I mean, I got Iowa State winning this one, twenty-four to twenty-one. Okay. So I take the under. But uh, let's move on to the NBA game we'll be covering uh, between the Suns and the Trailblazers. Who do you take in this one? Mm. Oh, gosh, you know the Trailblazers never, in my opinion, never do good at the beginning of the season. Like, look at the past four seasons; they've been like. They've lost the majority of their games, um, yeah. but then they always, you know, play catch up and then they make the playoffs. So that being said, I got the sun. I got the Suns. But hey, come talk to me in January, February, and I bet it. I bet you it'll be the other way around. But for, just for this opening game, I got the Suns, just because Blazers are very good. Nice at the nice. beginning. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take the Suns as well. Uh, I just think they look like a better team. I think they'll probably win. Let's just give them a score of 125 to 110. I, I think it'll be pretty convincing. But uh, fun. I, I do think it'll be a fun game offensively. You will have Dame in there. You got Chris Paul and other big stars like Devin Booker. So it, Dame. So it's going to be a fun matchup. So for sure. Yeah. So uh, next we got the Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. This game TNT. These are two teams that really performed well in the regular season, but were both plagued with injuries towards the end. Tommy, who do you got in this one? You know, Brandon, can, could you go first? I'm interested. Would you mind? Actually, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with Utah, and they're the home team. And I know it's early, but I, I really like. This team, I feel like they're going to progress even more. And NBA games are tough to predict because you're either there or not there some days. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to go with Utah. Uh, I think they're the team to beat this year. And they're definitely going to be something. So I think this is how they start building momentum in this game. And I think they win it. Not in a high match, a high score matchup. Both teams are pretty good defense. So I got this one at 112 to 100. Okay. Uh Shoot, Utah and Denver. I I love both teams. They're both my top five favorite teams. Um, gosh, Brandon, this is tough. All right, but I got I got to stop wasting time. You know what? Just just for funsies, I love Utah, but just to you know, buck heads with you, I'm gonna go Denver. Um, just because I feel like they have the the whereas with Utah, they have the pressure on them. Denver doesn't have the pressure, but they still have something to prove. Um, so, you know, their shoulders are just a little bit more light than Utah's. So I'm going to go Nuggets just for that just for that uh, little uh, fact of the matter. But both teams love them so much. So, gosh, that's, that's a great matchup, Brandon. That might be your best matchup in any of our top five. That is so tough. Really good job, yeah, Brandon. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to be a blast. I'll go, oh gosh, I'll go 115, 113, Jokic with a game-winning floater. <laughs> Whoa, I'd love to see that. That'd be really cool. Yeah. 
But uh, let's go ahead and conclude our sports section for the week. Cincinnati, Baltimore. Tommy, I have a feeling <laughs> who you're going to pick. Five and one Ravens. Do they go six and one? I've got the Bengals. No, okay. Uh, you know, if we're going off pattern, yes, I have the Ravens, but honestly, I have them by just a handful of points, and I have them in the fourth quarter, one second left, because that's been the pattern this season with the Ravens. They've been winning. They've been skimming by. But, uh, you know, it's always those last-minute little dinky. And they're not dinky, but last-minute little – sorry, dinky's not the word, but sketchy. It's kind of sketchy. It's like, dude, this is sketch. We should not be losing. But, uh, yeah, for that for that reason, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Ravens by a field goal. So I'm going to go Ravens. I got Tucker again winning it. Ravens 31, Bengals 28. It's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be last minute. Nice, nice. Uh, I think this game will be in somewhat control. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to win this game 38-30. to Okay. But I do believe the Bengals will have the ball on the last drive and they will fail to put points on the board. Ooh, okay. Not so, a bad prediction. So I got the Ravens 38-30 at 6-1, and one, man. And I think, man, these Ravens, dude, they're the best in the AFC right now. I, I mean, record-wise record speaking, mm-hmm. they beat the team that I thought was going to beat them out in the Chargers, and they beat them 34-6, to six, man. Yeah, that was cr- – we're, we're like – if you don't mind, would you run through that? I mean, not of like a full spiel because I know we're short on time, but like – why did the Ravens win that game? Did, were there injured players in the Chargers, or did, were the Ravens just uh, there to play? Honestly, it was just their run game because I think the I think the Ravens kind of just went in a different direction than they usually go in. Interesting, because okay. usually they just let Lamar do his thing. You know, yeah. Lamar's been very comfortable in the pocket this year, but this time they just handed it off to their guys, gave it to Latavius Murray, gave it to Le'Veon Bell. These guys who have just just now come in, you know. So okay, I so got they, you. They look great, and the Ravens look great, and that was a big win. And they didn't even win in the fashion that they usually win in with uh, True. Lamar doing most of everything. But yeah. expect something different with this game because I don't think this Bengals defense is ready for somebody like Lamar. But uh, thank you, Tommy. Thank you for letting me go in on that spiel, and uh, yeah. thank you for a great sports section this week. Thank you for contributing, and thank you guys for listening. We'll go ahead and wrap up with our pop culture just real quickly, and we'll let you guys go. Tommy, take it right away. Yeah, guys, I promised you yesterday that we would go over November's releases today, so we're going to do that as as far as a U Season 3 as well as a breakdown of the Made Season 1. We're going to save that for Tuesday because Tuesday I just have one film, which is The French Dispatch, to review. Um, I'm, watch- I'm actually watching that Monday night, so it'll be up by Tuesday. And then Tuesday night I'm watching The Last Night in Soho, kind of deciding what to do about that do i just you know wait till next tuesday do i release that on the thursday um, as my pop culture section next thursday not quite sure yet i'm going to think about it over the weekend and give and you know you you guys already know i'm, I'm going to give you quality over quantity so i'm going to think long and hard about what i want to do about that but thursday uh not thursday no okay this is like the 20th time i've called november thursday They're, they just have the same vibe because like november <laughs> is before December, which is like Christmas, it's like a Friday, you know, it's like whatever. <laughs> Sorry. So November, not Thursday. November, uh, big movies, Eternals, Marvel's Eternals. You know, um, I'm not a Marvel fan, but this film looks gorgeous. And Chloe Zhao is directing it. If you guys don't know, Chloe Zhao just won Best Picture for Nomadland. 
uh, with Frances McDormand. So big name there. She's starting to become a really big name. She was already kind of a big name before, but like guys, Chloe Zhao, she knows what she's doing. I love Chloe Zhao, very sweet girl. Um, Eternals. We have the new Ghostbusters film. That looks very cool. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm kind of. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of reboots. I, I don't can't really name someone who is. Um, but this film looks good. This Ghostbusters film looks freaking legit. It's starring uh, Finn. Finn. I forget his name, but I know his first name's Finn. He's in It and he's in Stranger Things. Great actor, Finn. Um, Finn Wolfhard. That's what it is. Um, and then we got Keen Richard, which is you know Brandon will probably want to see this it's a movie about serena and uh serena williams and venus's uh dad Mm -hmm. um played by will smith you know we love will smith we love we love will smith so king richard's going to be exciting to watch we're going to be watching that um one of my favorite directors of all time paul thomas anderson is released is releasing licorice pizza after honestly a long time after phantom thread which was his most recent film um Licorice Pizza looks incredible. It's going to be great. Paul Thomas Anderson never disappoints. I think it's going to be a whole lot of just living, which was kind of like what Boogie Nights was. Like there was a purpose of Boogie Nights, but there's just kind of people just living their lives. Love, love Paul Thomas Anderson. That's definitely my most anticipated of November. Um, we have Spencer with Christian Stewart, who is playing Princess Diana. A lot of mixed reviews. A lot of mixed reviews. A lot of people uh, either really feeling it or not really feeling it. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited. I, I like I like Christian Stewart. She's very underrated. You know, she's very overhated. So uh, we've got that coming out as well. And I think that's about it for big November releases. Uh, someone, if you got one, please throw it out. I would love to hear it. Um, but yeah, that's we got Encanto, which is a Disney film, new Disney film coming out. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's it. All right. So yeah, that's it for November. Uh, gonna be another lit month. That's kind of gonna be the make or break uh, as far as like Oscar worthy movies go. Because then after that we have our December films, um, which there's a couple of A24 movies that I know you know. Well, come on, A24 is probably gonna be pretty good. But I mean, come on, you guys, what are we looking for in December? Like, what have we been talking about? Whether you're a Marvel fan or not, it's Spider Man. December is Spider Man's month. So if you're releasing a film in December, either move it forward or push it back. Um, <laughs> So yeah, November's kind of like the last little bit, little sliver of those, uh, getting those Oscar noms in. It's been a great month for film guys as well as sports. This is the most, we've been so busy because our podcast subjects have been so busy, sports and film and in music a little bit, but sports and film, like there's every night there's something going on and you know, you name a sport, there's something going on in it. And same with film. There's a movie that week. That's huge. So um, we do apologize for kind of the irregular schedule, but y- you might see it again. And I honestly, I don't think it's the worst schedule ever. It kind of lines up with both sports, our weekend sports and our weekend movies. Um, but of course, we're going to you know return back to form for you guys because that's what you're used to. We appreciate your patience and it's going to be, you know, we're, we're coming. We're coming up on the end of season two already, which is just wild. So we only got uh, three episodes left of season two. So crazy, man. It's crazy. All right, guys. We're, we're, we're done talking here. We, uh, we're here in about an hour or so. And, you know, if you got an hour drive tomorrow, make sure you play hot this week and listen to us talk. And if you got, you know, two 30 minute drives, you know, split it up because, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's important, man. We, we're hooking you guys up. Um, but it's all about you guys. We love you guys. All right. We're done here. We're gonna let you guys go. My name is Thomas six. 
And I'm Brandon Matula. Matula. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. And we're off. <laughs>